Welcome to Farmland, with the latest news, analysis and in-depth interviews on Irish agriculture, brought to you by Agriland. On this episode, Agriland Beef Specialist Brefney O'Brien spoke to JJ Linhan from Chagas. They discussed plans for the facilities and research into the production of renewable gas at Grange. My role in Chagas is a building officer, one of three building officers across uh, the country. We look after our own facilities, uh, uh, across all the centres and all the uh, offices and I cover an area north of a line between Dublin and Galway. So tell us a bit about what you're currently kind of focusing on in Chagask. Well in, in Chagask, uh, like the building officers look after all of our facilities. Buildings are our biggest energy user as an organisation and uh, we have looked at renewable options for a number of the locations. We have wood chips and wood pellets uh, in a number of our centres. And uh, biogas was a technology that uh, we were interested in for a number of years because we could see what was happening in Europe. And obviously uh, an opportunity for farmers and also an opportunity to provide some renewable energy for, for, for our own use. So maybe tell us a bit about, about biogas and how it's made. Yes. Um, biogas uh, is basically a mixture of methane, carbon dioxide and some other uh, trace gases. Uh, it's produced by the anaerobic breakdown of feedstocks. So any feedstock with carbon in it uh, can be broken down uh, to produce biogas. Uh, the interesting ones for agriculture are slurry and feedstocks that you can produce on, on land. So uh, while waste is, is, is a good feedstock, uh, slurry, for instance, is, can be 90% water, 90% plus water. There's no carbon in that. So other feedstocks uh, uh, with, with higher uh, uh, carbon content in Ireland grass is, is a very interesting feedstock. And indeed, Pariko Kiley, researcher on silage who has retired uh, recently from Chagas, the last uh, period of his research uh, was concentrated on, on other uses of grass and biogas. A feedstock for biogas was one of those uses. So tell us a bit about what's happening in Grange. Um, the construction of an anaerobic digester has been underway in Grange. And tell us a little bit about how that idea came about and how it's progressing. Okay, well, as I said, we could see what was happening in Europe. We were undertaking basic research. Porik had, had a research programme on alternative uses of grass. Uh, we wanted to uh, increase the percentage of renewable energy in our own energy mix. And uh, biogas was, was a technology that, uh, you know, we felt had, had, had uh, opportunities. When we were building the Grange Bioscience Centre, uh, we also applied for planning permission for a biogas plant. Now, that was way back in 2009. We didn't have the funds to construct the plant then, but Jerry Boyle, who was the director of, of Chagas at the time, was, was very interested and supportive. He could see uh, the potential. Uh, we finally put together a business case uh, in 2016, which allowed us uh, to get approval to go to construction stage. At that time, we were looking at CHP for electricity. There was a refit tree tariff brought in uh, by the government at the time, and uh, that did trigger a few biogas plants across the country, but, you know, it marginal in terms of the economics. 
and you really needed to have a feedstock with a gate fee, so a food waste feedstock, uh, to make that to, to, to make the economics work. Um, we uh, were really focusing on farmer-type digesters because the amount of food waste in the country is relatively small. So the real opportunity would be uh, to use uh, animal or uh, farm-based feedstocks. And SEAI did a study in 2017 which showed that uh, about 25% of Ireland's gas could come from, uh, from biogas and biomethane and uh, agriculture being the primary source of those feedstocks. The Chagas research would have shown that that probably is an underestimate of what could, be, could, could happen. I say at that stage it was uh, CHP. The market has moved towards biomethane. Uh, we had a hold up with our original technology supplier who unfortunately went into administration. So we looked at the opportunity uh, to have uh, a plant producing biomethane. And in that scenario, you take the raw biogas, you take out the carbon dioxide and the other contaminants, you end up with methane, which is direct, a direct substitute for natural gas. And uh, that's where uh, our plant now is, is, will be, will be, is being constructed as a biomethane plant. Interesting other developments there, you take the carbon dioxide out, carbon dioxide has a value. So we will, you know, once we get the plant up and running, we'll be looking at uh, um, making use of, of, of the carbon dioxide we're producing. So it's a, an interesting project. So all these gases that would otherwise be going into the atmosphere from livestock are now being harnessed and ultimately sold. Okay, well, it's, uh, it's one of the gas, it's one of the pathways uh, for methane. Obviously, uh, bovines uh, uh, produce methane through their digest digestion process, and that's exhaled continuously. Mm -hmm. You have methane potentially in the in the slurry, so we would be capturing the material uh, that material. Uh, so, of course, it it is a way to reduce overall carbon emissions. And you know, Ireland is way behind what's happening in other countries in Europe in terms of the technology. You know, and very much behind. And with rising gas prices, does it make um, I suppose biomethane a more commercially viable? At the moment, gas prices are ex you know completely, uh, uh, we'll say the price now is not typical of what gas would, the average price of gas would be. I think that gas prices will trend downwards as the uh, disruption in Europe and, and, and the Ukraine uh, is hopefully sorted out. Uh, so producing biomethane uh, will, be de will be more expensive than just uh, taking gas out of the ground. And it's the same for any fossil fuel. The fossil fuels that come out of the ground that the carbon has been locked up in there many, many millions of years ago, and uh, but it will always be cheaper just to dig it up, uh, uh, you know, and, and harvest it like that. So when the biomethane is produced at Grange, um, well, firstly, I suppose, when do you hope to be producing biomethane by? Okay, we have the plant ready to go, the biogas plant itself ready to go, but we don't. Have, well, we're not using a CHP plant, so we we uh, have to upgrade. Our upgrader, unfortunately, has got a delay in delivery. Uh, we were expecting it in April, didn't come. Now expecting it in the third quarter of the year. There will be a ramping up uh, stage with the plant of about a month. But by the end of the year, we would hope that we, we will be producing, you know, uh, biomethane. 
And what do you hope, have you any ideas on what you hope to do with this biomethane? Oh, oh yes, I mean, there are companies out there. At, at the moment, the market is very much at a development stage. Uh, gas Networks Ireland are interested in uh, pr having re renewable gas available in the grid. They have an injection point, uh, planning commission for an injection point in Mitchellstown, and there, there is also an injection point in Norney and County Kildare. Uh, that's where we will inject uh, gas in the uh, initially. Uh, we will also look at providing uh, biomethane for uh, vehicle fuel, tractors and trucks. Uh, in, 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 in energy terms, the plant in Grange uh, will produce the equivalent of a thousand litres of diesel a day. It's, it's 75 cubic metres of raw biogas, 45 cubic metres, 50 cubic metres of biomethane, and that's equivalent to 1,000 litres a day. It's not big in European terms, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a, a sizable amount of energy. And what uh, feedstocks will be used to produce the biomethane? OK, the, the plant in Grange will use the winter slurry from about 750 animals on the farm itself and also um, the grass silage from approximately 70 hectares. So there will be different mixes winter and summer because we'll have more slurry during the, during the winter, but you're probably talking about 10 tonnes a day of slurry and 10 tonnes a, ten tons a day of, of, of slurry out of a slatted shed or whatever, and 10 tonnes a day of, uh, of silage out of the pit. So silage at 25% dry matter. And will that be grass silage or maize silage? Uh, initially grass, but obviously uh, to reduce uh, nitrogen usage, we are looking, We well, we have red clover in, in Grange and multi-species swords research starting. And those are two crops, particularly red clover, that we will be uh, targeting uh, to produce the gas. There is a renewable energy directive, a European directive, that you have to uh, have a sustainable production uh, of feedstocks and you know uh, clover will be will be an important part of that. With regards nutrients then like all are the nutrients recycled then yeah. or? Okay there's no NPRK taken out in the in the gas so potentially all the nutrients are available um, that you uh, bring in in your feedstocks. If you're bringing in slurry you'll have the animals probably eating a certain proportion of concentrate as well. So all those nutrients are in your mix and uh, they are available for subsequent use. The first uh, uh, place we'll be using them will be to produce fodder feedstocks, but also we can look at opportunities for uh, uh, getting those nutrients out onto uh, farms with a nutrient requirement. And I suppose in the future, JJ, like, can we see these maybe coming in different regions of the country, or how do you see the future for biomethane in Ireland? Yeah, there's been different approaches in different countries in Europe, and in countries like Denmark and Germany, like they have 30 years' experience with uh, biogas. Uh, the 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 move will probably be towards plants larger than the plant and grange, and the plant and grange in farm terms is big. 70 hectares of silage, average farm size in Ireland, 32 hectares, 750, sorry, from 750 cattle. Uh, I, I think there's an interesting model that uh, you will have a plant that will take um, 
uh, feedstocks from a number of farms. Now whether that plant is owned by a group of farmers or owned by one farmer and he becomes the purchaser, but it will be, there will be opportunities for farmers to become suppliers of feedstocks. And in terms of nutrient management, you know, moving slurries through a biogas plant and then you, you, moving the digestate onto farms with a nutrient deficit is also an interesting pathway for eff effective recycling of nutrients. And with regards to the amount of energy needed to produce the biomethane to the amount of, I suppose, biomethane that's ultimately produced, how do them figures compare to you? Your, your output is very positive. I used the example of a thousand litres a day of diesel from a plant of, uh, that uh, uses 70 hectares. Now, there's a, there, there is, a, there is a, uh, you know, an energy use to harvest and, and uh, the, the, the silage and to spread the nutrients. But if you're producing a thousand litres a day of diesel, that's every day of the year. You know, you are very much in positive territory. Uh, you know, in terms of energy. Anything else you'd like to mention, I suppose, on it? Well, look at I. I think Ireland has been probably uh, slow in looking at or adopting the technology. There've been various uh, studies over the years that looked at it. Uh, you know, but there were never policies put in place that triggered uh, developments. Um, the, the developments happened in other countries because there were policies in place. The refit tree price that we had wasn't just high enough. Uh, in the north of Ireland, they had a higher price for electricity, and I think there's 60, 70 biogas plants in the north of Ireland. I think in the north, they're also looking at biomethane now. So if anything, you know, uh, we're, we're at a stage where the technology has been developed to a you know, a, a, a fairly um, good, you know, stage. So uh, if anything, like, w we avoid having to maybe make some of the mistakes that were made in other countries, because you can pick the best, uh, excuse me, the best solutions. And I suppose, would planning be a big uh, limiting factor on, yeah, on biogas plants? When, when we applied for planning permission when we were building the Bioscience Centre in Grange, and uh, we spoke to the council ahead of the planning application, they were very supportive of renewable energy and we didn't have any problem uh, with our planning. Uh, you know, uh, I would say people ha have probably more aware of renewable energy, wind turbines and solar panels and biogas plants, but probably, the general public probably has a misconception of, misconception of what a biogas plant is. You know, a biogas plant, the biogas plant in the Grange farmyard you wouldn't even know in physical terms it was there. It's just, you know, a tank that's insulated. You know, we have a number of tanks already, uh, you know, uh, on the farm. It's a seal tank, so, you know, there's no uh, odours coming out of the tank. But unfortunately, uh, people, when they hear of uh, an anaerobic digester, they seem to think it's, you know, a, a, a very uh, a, a facility that's going to cause uh, problems. Like it's solving environmental problems, but I think that's part of the education, you know, process. And people will see plants, you know, that that are built uh, are not causing problems; they're solving problems. So maybe going forward, uh, uh, that will um, make the planning planning permissions easier. JJ, thank you very much. Thank you. That's all from Farmland for this episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And go to agriland.ie for all the latest agricultural news.